morning and welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. I'm Nathan and joining me today are Craig. Hello. And Susie. Hello. And that's about as much as I had prepared in my head. <laughs> um, first Happy thing New we normally... Happy New Year! Hey, oh, yeah. Happy arbitrary date-changing day, everybody. We are in <laughs> 2014, or is it 2014? 2014. <laughs> 20, we're going to have that argument again, are we? 2014, right. Yeah. Okay. That's what we're all saying. We don't have any email or feedback that we can tell. Well, we do. Uh, do we, we had some technical feedback about the Oh, we had some technical feedback. Well, do you want to quality. talk about the technical feedback, Craig? Because I haven't tested that yet. Okay. Well, we have, yes, we, we had one person complaining that our uh, left and right channels were wobbling, and um, he has suggested that we should record our microphones in mono, which we will try doing this month. Um, however, I had to listen to the podcast from last month on headphones and actually sounded okay. I couldn't detect anything. We did have an audio problem last month and that um, I didn't set the levels correctly and in fact we had some clipping in a couple of the microphones, but um, this month we won't have that problem. But anyway, we will try if, and if go mono. If indeed it is a problem. We will try and go mono and see whether it improves the sound. Yeah, well, tell us what you think. With yes. your uh, I mean, I listen to it every month, over and over and over again, with headphones on, and I've not noticed any. Yeah, but so maybe you've we'll just see. got top ears, mate. And he may be, he may be, um, he, he did say he was an audio he's, technician, I think he's so an he's audio probably, engineer, um, so he's um, probably hypersensitive, hyper aware hyper or something. Anyway, we will... Um, Which is fine. So okay, shall we, shall we carry anyway, on with the notice carry board? Carry on. Yes, what is on the notice, notice board? board? Wow. Quite a few things are on the notice board. You could start Save with the this one. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, being that we're in 2014... On the 5th to the 7th of December will be the New Zealand Skeptics Conference right here in Auckland. A little later than normal. Later than normal because we usually have a Skeptics Conference in August or September. So presumably you're having it on the 5th to 7th in honour of my birthday. No. 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 When's your birthday? 5th. The 5th. 5th of December, right. Okay. Well, You're going to be washing be, your hair that night. Be, be late and happy birthday, Nathan. <laughs> but anyway, 5th to the 7th of December, we are going to have the New Zealand Skeptics Conference. And the reason we're having it so late in the year is because we do have some special guests coming to it. <gasps> special and guests, Craig. Is, who would that be? That is a bunch of people who are on um, a little podcast called The Skeptics Guide to the Universe. <laughs> and a friend of theirs called Bob, Frank, Fred, George. George. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so um, amazing news. Yes, so the um, hosts of the Skeptics Guide to the Universe, who are Stephen, Bob, and Jay Novella, and Rebecca. Evan Bernstein and Rebecca Watson, the, along um, with George Schraub, are coming to the New Zealand Skeptics Conference. The number two podcast in skeptical <laughs> circles. Yeah, dream on. So I'm sure they'll agree. Anyway, so. Uh, we Auckland types will be organising that. Mm. Very exciting. Mm. Yes, and so, it's all uh, it's all under control, and everything is running smoothly, and we know exactly what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. It's so under control. It's incredible. So at yeah. some point soon, um, you will be able to check out uh, conference.skeptics.org.nz and find all the details of how to purchase tickets for this but wonderful event. But not yet. No, it's um, not quite yet. But we will be uh, selling tickets sometime while they're hot before mm. Cold. the conference. Cheap, I don't know something. We will be having an early bird discount. discount. Yes. Okay. 
So be sure to take advantage of that. We don't know what it is yet. Because <laughs> we don't know what the tickets are going to cost yet. Because we don't know what the venue is going to cost yet. Hey. What? All right. Moving on. Yeah, mm-hmm. so there's a few other save the dates, um, but they're a little bit mysterious. So I just want people to put them in their diaries as potentially interesting things happening, but I can't actually tell you what they are yet. So the first uh, is on Sunday, April 6th. Some cool sciencey stuff happening in Auckland. So save the date. Um, there's the Auckland Readers and Writers Festival. This year is going to be the 14th to the 18th of May. Um, and I can't tell you who's coming yet, but it's going to be cool. Uh, so uh, <laughs> so um, it's worth doing that. Uh, and then there's also this year, if you're interested in science, um, down in Dunedin is going to be the International Science Festival. Uh, and that's something like the first week of July, first or second week of July, like the 5th of July. Um, so who runs that? Uh, that is run... By a man called Chris Green, I don't know. Um, I don't know if the website's up yet, but there's going to be apparently be some awesome stuff going on there. So, um, yeah, something like the fifth to the thirteenth of July for that in Dunedin. Cool, very good, fantastic. And we have some late breaking feedback. Ah, ah. from a certain person named Raina Ramsey. <laughs> ah. <laughs> She said on my Facebook post, <laughs> I only just listened to November's, I was mentioned. Well, there you go, Raina, you've been mentioned again. <laughs> I hope this doesn't become a, a yeah, 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 yeah. loop. Ne- next week she'll be, hey, I was in last month's episode, and we'll say, oh, Raina, just send us a message. Um, yes. Yes. I feel like I was going to say something else. Oh, okay. So kind of under news and notice board stuff is I literally yesterday just shut down all of the forums on the website. Okay. Because A, people generally aren't using it, and B, there's about 40 pages of users signed up who are all spam bots. Ah, okay. Um, so I've been working my way you through them. they're not skeptics? <laughs> well, no. Are they called Ugboots.com or something? Pretty much. They've, they'll post a message saying, this is the greatest blog post I've ever seen, and in the middle be a link to discount Vouchers freezers or something yes. like that. Right. Okay. Um, I don't know. So probably about time that website had a bit of a facelift. Actually, it could stand to be updated a bit. If anyone wants to volunteer to update our website for us for free, <laughs> did you know the podcast has been going for four years? <gasps> oh my wow. god, has it? Four years apparently. And this according is to an article we were, we were I recently read, <laughs> yes. what really? What? Yeah. Stephen wrote an article oh, for the, the thing. Yes, yes, yes. He magazine. must have figured that out. Obviously, we started recording it in two thousand nine. The first episode came out in January two thousand ten. So this must be, assuming I get this out this month, which I will, because that's what I'm doing now, um, this must be our four-year anniversary. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't actually read that. I, might, I did read it, but I haven't looked at the actual magazine yet. some very handsome people. Mm, there is. Yeah, they got a photo of me too. <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that one. <laughs> I can imagine why you'd um, have blocked that out. Um, yeah, so, uh, oh, so the main point of what I was trying to say there was use the Facebook page instead. For comments and conversations and whatnot. Because spammers won't be able to get to there. Well, not that they won't be able to get there. It's just easier to keep on top of because I'm always on Facebook, whereas I'm very rarely ever on the website. So there we go. Very good. Um, Just something you needed to know. Cool. And we have quite a lot of news items today, so let's do that. Uh, Susie, there is a ghost ship with cannibal rats. There is. Uh, so this is, um, as of today, the fifth most popular read article on the New Zealand Herald website. 
don't panic, New Zealanders, it's not off our coast. Um, it's off the coast of UK. And so according to something I saw first thing in this morning on my Twitter feed, it was off the coast of Portsmouth. Uh, then, um, according to the Herald, it's off the coast of Ireland. I've seen some other reports where it's off the coast of some other places. Anyway, so what oh, is this ghost ship? So is this I actually mean, a real ship? Well, so there you go. just people making Let's shit up? Let's talk about this. So um, it is a real ship. Okay. Um, it's the, uh, oh God, I can't bloody MV pronounce this. MV Lubov or Lova. So it was a pleasure ship, um, and there was um, some disputes last year, and it was being taken to the Dominion Republic by a large boat to be scrapped and then essentially it broke free somehow and has been drifting ever since um, and so what they're saying there's now a big report that oh it's it's on its way to the UK it's gonna land any day and it's clearly full of rats and they're obviously cannibals because there would have been nothing else to eat which is true but essentially this is a story about a boat that we don't know the location of that may or may not have rats, which if we did have rats, their true would be cannibals because there wouldn't be anything else for them to eat a year later. Right. Um, uh, but might also possibly have sunk. Ah. So... Right. Um, and would it necessarily drift to the UK anyway? Well, they're talking about the fact that there have been extremely strong winds recently, so it may well be there. But what, the, what I've been reading about it is that uh, nobody's reported seeing it. And, you know, around the UK, there's quite a lot of busy shipping lanes, so that's sort of interesting. Anyway, so um, what I quite like was the, uh, the, um, the mirror headline was 10 things you need to know about the vessel crewed only by cannibal rats. <laughs> oh my rats. God, crewed by cannibal rats. Crewed by cannibal rats. <laughs> so, like so, what, so what you're saying now is newspapers have become link bait. Cracked.com. <laughs> yeah. ten, 10 things you need to know. Yeah. So the oh, ten Jesus things Christ. that we need to know are that the, it's named after a Russian actress um, who was the first recognized star of Soviet cinema. Mm. It's been adrift for nearly a year. It's worth £600,000. So what's that? £120,000. Sorry, £1.2 million. As scrap. And so there are metal hunters who are trying to track it down. Yeah, I was going to say um, it, so it was a passenger ship. What else? Um, where was the vessel before it was cut loose? Um, so it was impounded in Canada, and it was on its way to the Dominican Republic in the Caribbean. Um, but they basically... It was last spotted um, on the 23rd of February 2013. So a year ago. Hmm. Uh, and then they talk about how many more ghost ships there are. Anyway, what I quite liked was the Independent had another uh, seven things you should know about this boat, in possibly in reply to the, the did mirror. They, did they overlap with the ten things? Or is this a seven, seven separate things? Uh, this is, a, well, so what is a ship doing out there with no crew? So they kind of explained that it was on its way to be scrapped and then was um, essentially... The tow line snapped, Right. <coughs> and they didn't manage um, to get it back. No. Um, how do we know it's full of rats? We don't. Right. But a Belgian salvage hunter um, certainly thinks it is and has set himself the task of lacing the vessel with poison if he finds it. <laughs> right. Thank you. Um, what else? Um, what else? Oh, apparently the name means... Uh, oh, no. Does it mean place where hope and dreams go to die? No, apparently it doesn't. Um, <laughs> Did you say it was named after some Yeah, it's named after somebody. 
anyway, and then everyone's just told to stay vigilant to see if you see this ship. But I thought that was quite funny. So a, a ghost ship carrying cannibal rats could be off the coast of Britain, except it might not be and hasn't been seen for nearly a year. And who knows why the story has suddenly exploded today. Weird. Um, but according to the... Um, According to the Herald, it's off the coast of Ireland. Okay. Right. So they're just... Well, they, they're getting their thing from the Independent, who are basically you now saying... I think there would be some satellite up in the sky tracking this. I was going to say, it shouldn't be mm. too hard to find, should it? Well, the ocean is a pretty big, big ocean, isn't it? Mm. Mm. Big place. Apparently yeah. it's got some... Um, there are some things on the lifeboats that if it had sunk, they would have been activated, and they haven't been activated. Oh, right. But ah. who's not to say that they... Maybe the lifeboats are floating. Wow. No, I think that's if they deployed. Because when they hit the water, it would have... They would have triggers the things, yeah. But I just like the fact that the this headlines are screaming rat infested cannibal ghost ship drifting <laughs> towards the UK and you're like, yeah, maybe not. Alrighty. So yeah, next cool. news item which I can't see because everything well, keeps cracking and okay. crashing on me all the time. Oh here it is. Bill Nye. Bill Nye debating Ken Ham. Craig, tell us about how bad an idea that is. Well first one you tell us who Bill Nye and okay. Ken Ham are. Alright. Oh, so God. um <laughs> So Bill Nye is the science, science guy. guy. So you did know who he was. <laughs> I was just putting your left. Maybe the maybe the audience didn't though. But yeah, so Bill Nye is a um, a TV uh, presenter TV from scientist. back in the nineties, and he had a TV show called Bill Nye the Science Guy. Um, and he not to be uh, confused with Bill Nye, who's a British actor, spelt differently. Okay, right. Okay. Well, he's tall and geeky, and I can't think what he's been in. Oh, you carry okay. on, I'll find out. Right, anyway, um, so yeah, so he had the show um, Bill Nye the Science Guy, which was a science show for kids, and he kind of um, played a sort of a, a wacky scientist um, on the show. He has a trademark uh, bow tie that he wears. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh, is he and, one of those scientists who are perpetuating this yes. myth of what scientists look yeah, like? Yeah, well, right. well, that is what scientists look like. Yeah, bow ties. Of course yeah. it is. Yeah. Are cool. Anyway, and Ken Ham is uh, CEO and president of the Creationist uh, Ministry in the in Kentucky that runs a creation museum, uh, and is a young Earth creationist. Answers in Genesis <sighs> promote the um, idea that the world, the world, and the whole universe is uh, six to ten thousand years old, and that uh, the that Genesis in the Bible is literally true, and so on. Part of the Trinity, isn't he? Ken Ham, Ray Comfort, and... Um, Who's the other one? Kent Hovind. Oh, right. Well, I don't know he's, he's still he's relevant prison, anymore. So His son's mostly doing all the yeah, websites. Yeah, Eric, Eric Hovind. Right, okay. Anyway, so there is going to be a debate on the 4th of February at the Creation Museum... Um, so uh, this is kind of sounds like a silly idea. Really does. Um, so uh, on the advice of Richard Dawkins, um, scientists should not debate creationists because it gives them a platform. It um, gives them a sense of credibility. As, yeah, yeah. As, as Richard Dawkins has famously said, famously said, it uh, looks good on the CV of the creationist, but mm-hmm. not so good on the CV of the scientist. Indeed. Uh, so I guess Bill Nye doesn't actually need a scientist. CV as such. Well, no, no. Um, but Bill Nye isn't actually a scientist. No, he's, he's actually not. a mechanical engineer. Um, That's so the thing they're debating is whether um, creation is a viable model for uh, to teach kids. 
Oh, okay. Sounds like a bad idea. So surely you should be debating a teacher. Hmm, you'd think so. Hmm. Anyway, so there is to going be to be fair, this, um, debate. Bill Nye is the only person that's ever said yes to him. So he doesn't have a lot of choice. And he's probably foaming at the bit at the opportunity he's been dying to have for years. Who? Ken Ham? Or? Mm. Oh, right. Ken Ham. Okay. Well, quite possibly so. Yeah. Um, so um, it's a bad idea because uh, it's giving money to the creationists because the, mm. um, they've sold 900 tickets to this debate. Apparently it sold out in two minutes. Um, Did they have an allocation for so many creationists? Well, so many scientists? It, uh, oh, no, sorry. from what I've read, what I've read in blogs, there were a whole bunch of um, rational people who wanted to go along and buy tickets, and they were unable to. So the suspicion is that um, they've already pre-sold the tickets. Well, they should to stand their... outside and hand out um, skeptical bingo cards. Right. Mm. Mm. It's at the Creation Museum, so probably um, actually getting in there. Is probably going to be fairly difficult anyway. But it is, going some, to be, it is going to be live streamed. Well, you say that, but he was talking, the last I heard about it, he was talking about how it wasn't going to be free for everyone and it was going to be done in a different way because. Well, apparently um, Google is this Hangouts. Ham or? Well, Google Ken Hangouts Ham have come to the charge party of it. and they're actually going to stream it live. Oh, so really? you can actually sign okay. up and see it for free. Good. Um, so. But they're also trying to sell DVDs of it and so on. Now, uh, so obviously this is going to give um, the Creation Museum money, which is a bad idea. Yes. Um, they are desperately in need of money at the moment because they are trying to build a full-size replica of Noah's Ark called the Ark Encounter. Which I'm pretty sure we've mentioned a few times before, particularly in the, in the spectacular levels of fail I that it's watched, currently going um, through. 2012 recently. Oh, oh the movie. God. Is it good? Oh my god. Is it awesome? Oh, it's so I doubt it. bad. It's awesome. <coughs> it's terrible. That's <laughs> um, pretty much what I thought. You reminded me because it's all about arcs. Right. Anyway, and of so course, there's some interesting Noah's stuff. Ark, the movie, coming up. Well, it is, yes. We're We're like the creationists don't like that either. No, it's they do not. Ken Ham is very, very accurate. Um, yeah. But. So the the thing is with the with the ark that they're trying to build, so they have to raise all this money for it, and um, so as part of the fundraising, the town where it's going to be built has issued some municipal bonds. Is it the town that's doing it's that, the or it's the museum itself. that's no, doing it? It's the town it. itself, as I understand. Anyway, so oh, they've issued the these municipal bonds, okay. which nobody has bought, and it turns out that if they can't sell them by a certain date, which is early in February, then they have to refund all the money they have already um, been donated. Yeah. Ooh. But the, the, the worst kind of bonds, too. I mean, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, literally yeah. worth nothing. Yeah. And the, the, no actual investment are they, value They're whatsoever. not expecting a flood, are they? No, are they no, 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 no. It's just, they're just, they're just this. You go and walk they're around. building it. this as a theme park. It doesn't have to float. Is it going to have animals in it? Well, Probably animatronic animals. Yeah, okay. animatronic. But again, you're yeah. asking the question as though it's going to be built, okay. which well, at the I'm moment it's really not. Well, they have to they have to raise have something plan. like about seventy yes. million dollars, yeah. and they've got something like about fifteen million dollars. Very very little think, amount. So. Yeah. Um, so it chances are it'll it? never be built. But, but that's a lot of money. Yes. Like surely fifteen million is enough to build an ark. Well, I mean, for goodness sake. Well, yeah. possibly not with all the animals. Especially one that doesn't have to float. Yeah. Or be waterproof. Well, I mean, it obviously has to be waterproof. Well. 
to a certain anyway, extent. they're trying to prove to people that actually it is real. Could have been built, and you could have built all the animals in it. They could have actually fitted all the animals on the ark, and of course, of course, they say, well, actually, no, not all the species went on the ark. It's only the kinds of animals, and that all the all the species we have now is a result of right. some super speed evolution that occurred after all the animals came off the ark. But yeah. they don't believe in evolution either. Well, no. no, no, they didn't Ma- believe in evolution, evolution between kinds. Microevolution is allowed. Oh. Apparently, apparently. Oh, bloody hell, this Anyway. So, so, so a, a wolf yeah. can become lots of different types of dogs. Right. But, but a, a wolf, wolf can't become a giraffe. A giraffe. Yes. And there's or no common ancestor between cats and dogs. No. Right, okay. It's all crazy stuff. Okay. It'll be interesting to see how Bill Nye goes against him and I'm what sort of arguments he brings out. I'm almost certainly going to be watching If I don't watch it, I'll download it afterwards and have a look. You're not so. going to buy one of their DVDs, are you? Yeah, oh, that's a good idea. I'll buy the DVD. <laughs> no, no, what's that other thing? Um, torrent. <laughs> <laughs> not that we condone... Um... These completely skeptical gold does not condone the downloading of torrents illegally <laughs> or legally or anything. All right. Uh, next, I haven't got the agenda anymore, so okay. you have to take over for um, that. I'm going to tell you about two really, really, really sad story about two children who've died in oh. an attempted exorcism uh, in the US this week. Uh, so the children's mother and her very close friend are facing counts of first-degree murder and attempted murder. This lady, Zakia Avery, has four children, um, two-year-old... A one-year-old, a two-year-old, a five-year-old, and an eight-year-old. And the one-year-old and the two-year-old have been uh, killed. So they are members of some strange ministry which um, apparently have this clan called the Demon Assassins, and their job is to do um, exorcisms. And they were going to be performing an exorcism for somebody who didn't turn up, um, and then they were suddenly they became convinced that the demonic spirit had invaded the children, her children, because the right. person hadn't turned up. And so they, it sounds awful, they attempted to break the neck of the youngest child. Um, what? That didn't work, so they tried to strangle it. Uh, and then they ended up stabbing the child. Uh, and the second one, and possibly hurt the other two as well, but essentially two, two children are dead and two have been... Uh, wow. To have been removed. Um, well, yes, no, sorry, they... the other ones are, the other children were stabbed, so they continued to recover from their stab wounds. Um, and that's really, really sad. And so they are going to be, they've been remanded without bail, and they're going to undergo some uh, psychiatric evaluation. Apparently the ladies do have a history of psychiatric. Right. Well, that then raises Things. the question of why they're out and about in public, being allowed to perform exorcisms on people. Wow. Well, yes. yes. One, you wonder how they uh, how they determine that some, somebody is a demon infested with a demon. Well, apparently their eyes turn black. But that's the thing. I mean, if you're crazy, you don't need reasons. You mm. just know. Right. I'm not an expert on people that are crazy, obviously, but um, I certainly read enough of the articles. <laughs> hmm. Very sad. Very sad. Yeah. So, so so this this organization that actually um does the exorcisms are they going to continue on now? Uh well so there's certainly this so it's it's unclear whether they were a rogue what would you call them rogue sect 
mm. of a of a certainly the splinter group the, of some yeah, sort. splinter group. The, the church certainly exists. It's um, spiritual, emotional, and physical healing, coaching, and prophetic music ministry. Um, so where exactly is this? Let's have a look. Well, so they were they are based in. Surely it's in the south. The south. German town. Where's German town? Missouri. It must be in the um, south of the. I'll say Missouri. US, I'm sure. Because uh, only only southern US people. Philadelphia. Hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. Was, wow. was that what you were expecting? No, no not at all. The northwest section. Sorry, I was of being facetious, but hmm. founded by German Quaker and Mennonite families in 1681. Well, well, no, no, hang on. Are you sure it's Germantown, Philadelphia, or are you talking oh, about God, Germantown, so Maryland? Ah, oh. see, that starts with M, which is closer to what I said. Uh, <laughs> but it's still in the northeast. Oh, Montgomery yeah. County, so that's where they that's where Ah, yes, yeah, so, no, it is, in, it is in Maryland. Oh, God, where's that now? Well, that's, that's in the northeast. That's, uh, <laughs> so that's somewhere else. That's near Washington, Oh, you Americans are too confusing. So it's not in Philadelphia. No, but Philadelphia and Maryland aren't that far apart. Okay. Oh, this is too confusing. Anyway. Whatever, it's not in the south of the United States. Wow. So there are wacky, crazy people even in the northeast. We knew that. (laughs) I don't think anyone's actually surprised by that. No. So next is, and I had it there for a second. Okay. No. No. Well, this is about the the climate science. Oh, Oh, that I've got. I can do that. Sue's skeptic for libel. (coughs) So... Well, they keep using the word sceptic, so it's a little bit confusing, but try and stay with, stay with me. So who's suing who? A climate scientist yeah. is suing deniers. Okay. A denier. So the climate scientist is the person who's actually claiming that there is climate change going on. Andrew and Weaver, about who is a climate modeler at the University of Victoria. Victoria not here. In Canada. Not here. In uh, in, yes, Canada, sorry. Um is filing a lawsuit against Tim Ball, who was a former professor of geography at the University of Winnipeg and a vocal critic of the science linking man-made emissions to global warming. Well, he's and got a good a, home in, in Canada. Hmm. <clears throat> um, so he, uh, it's about an article that was published by the Canada Free Press, which is a conservative website. And it basically described Dr. Weaver as lacking a basic understanding of climate scientists, uh, climate science, and incorrectly stated that he would not take part in the next IPCC panel because of concerns about its credibility. Um, blah, 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 lies and blah, 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 <laughs> yeah. um, allegations. So basically, um, he has asked to be able to file a lawsuit, and the defendant... Um, the climate deniers, uh, denier, has tried to get it thrown out on the sort of libel laws that are supposed to prevent, uh, supposed to protect protect the press from publishing opinions and so forth. Hmm. Um, but the judge ruled that it's not necessarily covered, and that the lawsuit should go ahead. Hmm. So it is going to court, and uh, we will see. What happened? Presumably, this will be a long, drawn-out thing. Yeah, where the only people who are going to benefit from it are the lawyers. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. (laughs) Well, uh, the defendant's lawyers apparently quit. 
shortly after or at some point around about when the ruling was made that the lawsuit could go ahead. Oh. Right. Um, although the uh, Dr. Ball... Hang on, hang on. Who's the defendant? Oh, so a, a Ball is the, oh, oh, right. the defendant is, is the, the denier. Denier, right. Yep. Okay. Um, he claims that he, he let his lawyer go. Um, so... Oh, right. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but so the bad guy's defence lawyer has scarped. Has has yeah, blah blah blah, saying he was in the process of hiring a lawyer to fight the lawsuit. Right. Um, yeah. So there we go. That's just a little bit of um, goodish yeah. news, I suppose. See how that goes. We'll let you know probably. Hmm. Okay. Moving Sorry. on. No idea. Sorry. She's struggling. Okay. Um, have you ever heard of placebo sleep? I, I have heard of placebo sleep, Susie, because it's in the agenda. <laughs> Other than that, no. I didn't. I didn't realise this. So there's been a new study that um, found that people did better on cognitive tests when they'd um, been told that they'd had a higher proportion of REM sleep, even if they hadn't. Mm. So. Essentially, they were these people were told that um, that a good, a normal proportion of REM sleep was between twenty and twenty five percent, and then they were hooked up to a machine right. uh, that they were told would monitor their thing. And then they were essentially so it wasn't a machine that measured anything. They were divided into two groups, one of which were told that they had a at the end yeah. of it that they had like 16% and then the other one of that they were told that they got 28.7 so they were above average and then they were tested and it was all about what you perceive you know what you well, were told. you say that but is that really placebo sleep or is it just well, a placebo placebo because it's sort of saying because of X you're going to perform better doesn't really no, so matter what no, X no. is or whether it is actually going to give them a better performance or not right so uh, yeah so they, I guess they thought their sleep was better than it was. Yeah. yeah. But is, so is, is, there some, is there some sort of correlation between having a certain amount of REM sleep and performing better oh, in the well, first place? that's my understanding. That yes. REM, right. REM sleep is important, as in it's the quality sleep that you need in order to um, sort of remember things and, mm. and yeah. actually have good cognitive performance. Okay. So what they what the knock-on effect of this is that if you're so they say if you're able to convince yourself that you've got a good bedtime routine and that you're sleeping well then you're likely to perform better right all right even if you actually don't have even that if you greater, don't actually have that great yeah. sleep okay if you think you're going to have a good night's sleep okay but if, somebody, routine, but if somebody then, in a lab coat could tell uh, well you yes if they could hook you up to a shiny machine that does nothing and then say wow look you at got your fantastic sleep amazing. look at your oh, wow. <laughs> awesome wow that's pretty cool actually yeah, so there is absolutely... So how can we use this in real life? Can we? Can we, we tell help with insomnia at all? Can we tell ourselves that, uh, ourselves that um, that we got fantastic sleep? And... I think what they're suggesting is you have a routine, like a really good routine that you know this right. is going to make me sleep really well, and hmm. and that might. So maybe it's maybe it's the if if you have a bad night's sleep, then thinking that, thinking that you had a bad night's sleep, sleep actually yeah. makes you perform worse. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So what we need is everyone to tell us we have a really good night's sleep. Yeah. You may feel like was, shit at the moment. I was but awake all night watching you having a really good night's sleep. <laughs> 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 That's a bit creepy. <laughs> or again, you could sell a little box. That people sit by the side yes. of their bed, and in the morning it pings and says, yes. "You had a." Yeah. We'll, we'll get back to that later. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Speaking of boxes that you keep. No, in the we're, yeah, we will talk about that later. Um, yes. Uh, moving on. Yes. Shall we talk that. about the Morgellons? Ah, had, uh, right. This... Now that I don't have open anymore. Did you so this, save a copy of that? Yeah, this is a. Um... The worst things for sale. dot com. Yes. Yeah. Okay. An uh, an album entitled Is it Morgellons? Morgellons Clearing which is um, an album which will remove your Morgellons. So for people who don't know what a Morgellons is, um, uh, it's... They're a little bit like um, Thetans. Now, hang on, hang on. Isn't Morgellons disease this supposedly made-up thing where you've got these um, little bit of plastic yeah. coming oh, out of well, your skin or whatever? Well, it could be creatures, could be anything. Yeah, you've got, right. you, you think you're infested with something. Right. And you've got pipes coming out. Okay, and what's that got to do with chemtrails? Well, this person has um, produced a whole load of albums that produce... Uh, we can't call it music. Um, it's, it seems to be like a steady tone. Yeah, so apparently this one Very is um, a, a 15 minutes well, well, of a single tone. Well, 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 hang on. What constitutes music? Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I guess there has to be some rhythm and some change. I think it has to change. It has to be some melody. Otherwise it's a change. Yes. Right. Okay. So... These, so they have an album. Can we call it? They call it an album. Yes. One uh, one of which is is devoted to clearing Morgellons. There's apparently one about sinusitis pain, another one about restless leg, and then one about um, clearing chemtrails. You can buy each track on Amazon for eighty nine cents. Right. So so somebody can actually come up with like an album just full of audio tones and sell it and on sell it and make it profit. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Wow. The things you can make money. Oh, the whole album is. Yes. Oh, sorry, it's just jumped. It was. It was eight to nine cents. It's now seven ninety nine. <gasps> How'd that happen? What? Well, you should have bought oh, it, Susie. You should have bought it. But if oh, you, oh, you want the whole album? I, uh, can I play it? You can probably play a sample, can you? Oh, well, except I don't have any sound on. Hang on a second. Well, can you put some sound on? I don't know. I don't want all this crap coming out of my wait, skin. Wait, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? That's all right. It's like for dogs. Oh, that's 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 about seven kilohertz, I reckon. Okay, well, that's what you do. You play that for fifteen minutes, and it'll clear your. Mind. You might have all the dogs in the neighbourhood coming to the door. Um, this is kind of funny because I had somebody actually send me um, a very long letter about their parasites <laughs> that were under their scalp and in their scrotum, and they sent me photographs as well. <laughs> And you're just you're just telling us somebody sent you a picture of their dick. <laughs> no, they didn't send me a dick photo. They sent me their scrotum and their skull and a picture of their secretions. And, oh, and it was very not very nice. Um, That's what you get for being a celebrity. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the downside... This is, yeah, this is what you get for being a scientific celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> other, people just have, other people just have paparazzi, yeah. but um, no, people <laughs> see <laughs> pictures <laughs> of scrotums. Yes, next thing, I have we, arrived. We send if you'd like to send Susie a picture of your scrotum, <laughs> oh, next, check next out our Facebook send, page. <laughs> they'll be sending you samples. Oh, <laughs> Little skin scrapings or something like oh, that. No, don't. <laughs> really don't send um, any sort of biological matter <laughs> through the post to anyone. Please. Uh, All right. Okay, that's yuck. enough about that, I think. Yeah. Last story I'm going to do is an awesome um, extension that you can get put into your browser that gets rid of viral headlines. 
and I viral oh actual so it, it um it's will look for uh, certain words that are more likely to be used in viral headlines right um and then you so you have your so website the, loaded and then you click the little button the downworthy button and then it will translate those downworthy. words uh, right uh, and the quintessential example of a of a viral headline is the one weird tip to get rid of belly fat yeah. oh right yeah and so the the title of this article is Get Rid of Viral Headlines with This One Weird Browser Extension. <laughs> it's one boring browser extension. Is it actually real, though? That's the question. There's no reason it couldn't be. How well it works is probably a better question. Well, yeah. So it's a plugin for Chrome called Downworthy. Okay. Mm. See what they did there? Translates certain common words and viral headlines to their more accurate equivalent. Literally becomes figuratively... Incredible becomes painfully See, ordinary. I've got it activated, and so mine says figuratively becomes figuratively. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, okay. It works. Well, hang on, let me unplug it. Unplug it. Oh. <laughs> right, and so this is a, a criticism yes, of upworthy.com, is it? Yes, obviously, I think that's what they're trying to do there. Yeah. Right. Hmm. Okay. Okay, I can say it works at least on that page. Yes. Well, not good. Very good. Cool. I have done it. So moving on then to um, if I'm reading, remembering correctly, Woo Zealand. Woo Zealand. Woo Zealand. Yeah. yeah. And apparently not everyone's great. gone on holiday, except <laughs> except our favourite person, Ken Ring. Favourite person in the whole world, <laughs> Mr. Ken Ring. Yes, Mr. Idiot Ken Ring. So um, there was recently this big earthquake centred on Ekaterina. Oh, yes. Is, I didn't uh, even think to check. What did he say about of, that? South of um, Paihutua, hmm. on the way to Carterton, Masterton area. Uh, so it's in the sort of lower North Island. Basically so what he's, Wellington. Well, no, not Just in Wellington, but on the way to Wellington, yes. yes. Most of the posts I saw from, were from people in Wellington. So right, it obviously okay. anyway, them. So he, and um, you know who else predicted this? <coughs> who's that? That lady who came to visit us at the Skeptics Conference. Oh, yes. The... Uh -huh. um, Sue... Sue Nicholson. 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 Yes, right, okay. But Apparently anyway... she woke up that morning and said to her husband, there's going to be a big one today. <laughs> a big one today. <laughs> she said that to her husband <laughs> in bed in the morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, so Ken Ring has um, links whale plight to quakes. So um, apparently around the same time, or b before the Ekaterhuna quake, there was a series of whale strandings at Farewell Spit. Which is a um, a big a sort of section of land that sticks out of the top of the North Island, uh, the top mm. of the South Island, and um, where there have been lots of whale strandings. And so Ken Ring says he tweeted to his followers, "Farewell Spit is the exact same latitude as Ekaterhuna. We say a whale strand due to underwater earthquake strandings equals earthquake warnings." Right. Uh, so I actually did check out the uh, latitude of Ekaterhuna and the latitude of Farewell Spit, and Is they're it? not exactly the same. <laughs> Are they close? Well, if you actually look on the map, I would say that Ekaterhuna is probably something like 50 k's to the north of Farewell Spit. So if you picture the map to so the South Island, there's the top of the South Island over here, and Ekaterhuna's here, so they kind of... I don't of know why you're saying that's here yeah, and that's here, because no one can see well, what you're doing. you guys doing. can see it. <coughs> Craig anyway. is making a hand gesture in the air, <laughs> approximately 300 mil, probably 
to represent 50 kilometers. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so... Um, look, just go and look at a map. Yeah, go and look if at a map really and see where Fairwell Spit is in comparison Let's to how different they are. They kind of, kind of light, slightly line up. Anyway, so um, there's been lots of whale strandings in Fairwell Spit. Right. So, um, and that's because of the, the shallowness of the water. And that's that what the I was whales get confused and they yeah. go and beach themselves. And, and so what? Is he saying then that... Um, there's going to be many more earthquakes in Ekaterina because it's the same latitude as Farewell Spit? Yes. I don't think so. so um, he's an idiot. So uh, Peter Griffin uh, and um, Alison Campbell uh, have both put quite nice posts up on Cyblogs about this. Hmm. Um, so Alison makes some quite good points. She says that... Um, so Ken Ring explains that... Um, okay, so whales have a usual strand. The whales have, as usual, stranded around an earthquake-rich time because the earthquakes under the sea get them when they chase krill, etc., along the ocean floor in the undersea trenches. The shell-shocked whales then float up, and the tide brings them in. But um, the the whales that are are um, beaching are not whales that feed on krill. Right. So these are pilot these whales. Are the whales that feed on krill are um, baleen whales, which strand relatively infrequently, according to Alison. Right. Um, so that's interesting. <sighs> so, um, <laughs> but his responses. Uh, so he obviously was. They obviously had some dialogue. His response is, "I don't know what individual species prefer to chase and eat, or where they chase them. All that is largely immaterial." That's not exactly so that, what that, your argument that, was. That thing I said yesterday, <laughs> I don't actually know anything about it, and it doesn't matter. But I'm right anyway. <laughs> I assume is the. Um... And then he says, earthquakes cause whales and dolphins to beach themselves. There are some rather irrefutable signs behind it. No citation. Yeah. Oh, citation needed. Oh, here we go. He's actually commented on her blog. Um, what would he say? Hmm. No, he's just saying we're basically attacking him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it was interesting actually reading about that because when I went... To, uh, so there was another group that um, linked to that story and they are a group called Climate Justice Taranaki. And there's a group of people I in New Zealand called Climate Justice... I don't have high hopes for this group. A, well, there's this, there's this group in New Zealand called Climate Justice Aotearoa who right. are all about... Um, kind of seeking sort of equitable and just solutions to climate change. So yeah, actually right. they're, they're not climate change deniers, but they okay. are kind of um, seems like tree-hugging left, lefties who um, want to uh, make sure that any changes that are made to um, improve um, the outcomes from climate change are... Um, sort of inclusive of poor people oh, and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. Right. Anyway, but they blamed the um, stranding of the whales on uh, the seismic survey that was supposedly being done by the um, Anadarko people. Oh, to do with the kind, drilling. Yes, for the drilling. Yeah. So um, mm. they reckon that's what caused the whales to. Are they um, wrong? Well, who knows? Sounds like they're wrong. 
<laughs> you think they're wrong. Why do you think they're wrong, Nathan? Because I don't like them. <laughs> okay. Because they're hippies. All right. Okay. So there's Nathan's bigotry displayed. Anyway, okay. Yeah, that's so anyway, that's Ken Ring. Ken Ring's an idiot. He's wrong as usual. He's got four and a half thousand followers on Twitter. Wow. Yeah. How many have you got? Oh, Okay, everybody, follow Twitter on Susie. Follow Twitter on Susie. Susie on Twitter, and share share it to other people. Follow her tweets. More followers than Ken. This microbiologist get more followers than Ken Ring. With one weird browser trick. Uh, All right. With one weird bioluminescent trick. Must be time for you to rant about the Ponsonby News. Yes, Susie. We've all been waiting for this so much. Except that it's January (gasps) and the Ponsonby News goes on holiday in January. Oh, no. What am I going to do? So I've decided I'm going to talk about Susie's dubious devices instead. Wait, what? No, hang on, hang on, hang on. You bring some with us. Dubious devices. No, 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 no. The alliterations are wrong. Why? It needs to be Susie's suspicious. Oh, s- scams, somethings. I like Jewish devices. Oh, all right. Do you want me to change okay. my name? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Delia's Jewish devices. <laughs> okay. For the rest of the episode, part of Susie will be played by Delia. <laughs> so, this is an interesting one that immediately um, piqued my curiosity. It was Wake Up With a Buzz. And then after reading it, I decided, ah. wake up with a buzz and a smile. <laughs> um, it's a device that you can buy on Amazon, but also in other places, um, marketed at women. Oh, of course. It's the Wake Up Vibe. Nice. Uh, it comes in three colors, purple, pink, and black. And it's an alarm clock that has uh, six vibration patterns. It looks like it's about $100, but I'm not... Not US. Clear that's yeah. US. Okay. 96.25. Okay. There's only five left in stock. <laughs> so, what does it look like? It looks a little bit like a rather flat, weird shaped iPod, maybe? It's got kind of the little ring thing on the front. Yeah. Anyway, what you do, and it's sort of, a, sort of curved slightly. Possibly with a little lip at the bottom. We're not quite sure. Anyway, what you do is you stick it. You set the alarm to when you want to wake up. You um. Oh my God! It includes a sound pouch. Don't tell us already, Jesus Christ! (laughs) What comes in the pack? This is interesting. Uh Includes a second pouch, a blindfold, a manual, and a charger. (laughs) Oh, maybe just. All right. Okay. So you're supposed to be in. You set the alarm. You set what vibration you want it to be on, and then you put it in your knickers, <laughs> and then you go to sleep, possibly with your blindfold on. Okay. And then at the set time, why did uh, yeah yeah one wonders why I have a blindfold? I think that's so that you get a good night's sleep. I don't know. Anyway, then at the set time, why wouldn't you have a blindfold? Do you sleep with a blindfold? On? Not for sleeping. Okay. No. <laughs> but you when, have sex with when... a blindfold on? <laughs> I did not I say that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you put it in your knickers, you go to bed, and then at the appropriate time, the alarm wakes you up by the device vibrating in your knickers. Yes. And so the idea is that you wake up with an orgasm. <laughs> now, is it easy? the beginning. Well, well my, I'm not sure it is that my, easy. My um, research has led me to believe that it's not quite that easy. <laughs> and certainly the... Um, <laughs> So the customer feedback, of which there's one on this thing, gets one out of five stars. Not worth the money. Oh. If you're looking for a vibrator alarm clock, okay, you've got one. 
but the vibrations are weak and buzzy for a standalone vibrator, and even as an alarm clock, this could fail to do the trick. It could very easily move during sleep and end up elsewhere in the bed or on the floor, <laughs> and isn't very comfortable to begin with. Totally yeah. wouldn't recommend. I assume it's battery powered. It's self-contained. It's self-contained in a um, a little uh, kind of a silicon thing, so mm. you can clean it. Yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, when you go to Amazon to buy stuff like this, quite often you can buy second-hand ones. Ah, <laughs> I don't see any... Not this one. <laughs> I don't see any used ones for sale. Because uh, <laughs> people are too embarrassed to sell. Anyway, it's, all, it's sold by the All About Health Network. I wonder who they are. Um, but it's kind of interesting because when you go to the website, I went up to the website to have a look. It really doesn't... They don't tell you much, like... You, it, I mean, because it doesn't, it doesn't look like a vib. Well, it doesn't look like a vibrator. Uh, so I was left thinking, what do you do with it? And then you're like, oh, okay, that's what you do with it. Um, but the one of the other things that I saw was like, now nah, this is just going to possibly titillate you and not do very much else, and it's, you're just going to wake up frustrated, <laughs> yeah, rather than orgasmic. So wow. we wonder who they've tested it on, and who bloody well designed it. And that's I'm a very good question, anything, actually. Um, but who... I don't think it was a woman, frankly. You can buy no. anything on Amazon. I know, it's amazing. And there's a category called sexual wellness. I don't even want You can buy sex furniture. Sex furniture? Now I'm interested. (laughs) Ramps and cushions, (laughs) swings, bedding. While while I was um, away... And they even have a category for BDSM. Yay. Wow. Wow. I watched um, a documentary on Amazon, and it was uh, about their warehouses in the UK and how uh, they had a guy who's researchers in around stressful workplaces and he said mm. if you look at all the research on what makes a stressful workplace it's like amazon have taken all that research and made a workplace that kind of encompasses it all wow so so what the the guys who have to because it was mostly guys um they have a trolley and they have a device that tells them what items they need to put on their trolley yeah and does, and it the them device... a, does it give them a, a countdown timer? <laughs> yes. Wow. It counts them down. They basically spend the whole day running and, and with this heavy trolley. It's apparently physically exhausting. This And this thing calculates exactly how long they've got to get to that thing, and it changes <laughs> them depending on where they've got to go. And do they get penalized? Uh, for... Yes. And they oh will lose their God. job. If they, um... Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, it was amazing. So they had an undercover camera on a guy, and he was just like, this is exhausting. Wow. Um, so, so my mum, when I got Amazon... home, she was like, don't you dare buy anything from Amazon ever again. Yeah. And I can... Honestly, tell her I'm not going to buy a, uh, what's it called? A wake-up vibe. <laughs> Thank you. I will you continue to use my trusty vibe. Yeah. Right. Okay. There you go. That's well the done. first of my dubious devices. If there's anything else you'd like me to, like yes, um, to look at. You, <laughs> interestingly, now that you mentioned that you were recently in the UK, I mm-hmm. was too. You were. And uh, yeah, one, yeah, of, the places, the UK one of the places that I visited was Portsmouth. Portsmouth, oh, you didn't happen to see the had the, the creation ship? museum had a creation museum in Portsmouth, oh, wow. and this is continuing my trend of visiting places to that, go to the creation museum that are closed. <laughs> oh, really? Because remember, I went to Dunedin and yeah. tried to go to the creation museum yeah. near there, but it was closed. <clears throat> so what you need to do is move to uh, wherever the hell Ken Ham is, <laughs> Kentucky, right, yeah, and then make a point is. of visiting the creation museum every day. So that it'll be constantly closed. If you have a curse, oh, make it work. Clever. For you. Right. I you know, right? Let's make it trying to tell people. That me 
that I'm the cause of closing of creation museums. Okay. Well, don't think so. Post hoc. Mm, yeah. There you go. Anyway. There you go. Alright. Hundred and ninety pieces of sex furniture. Hundred and what? Hundred and oh. Okay. <laughs> Gosh, that's some anyway, sex furniture. Anyway, carry so, on. What's the next thing we have to do? Well, Somebody? um, I think Craig's Su- uh, Susie Craig's has Craig. finished her dubious devices, or is it da- da- what was it, Dahlia? Delia's. Delia. Delia's dubious okay. devices. Thank you, thank you, Delia. Okay, and so that must be uh, we're pretty close to the end. Um, right, so Craig, do you have a quote for us? I do, and with uh, much trepidation, <laughs> given the uh, unrecorded previous discussion about this quote. Here we go. What is a scientist after all? This is a curious man looking through a keyhole, the keyhole of nature trying to know what's going on. Jacques-Yves Cousteau. Wow, that's awesome. And I can't see any problems with that quote whatsoever. Susie's <laughs> rent. Ah, of course it's a man. Susie, what you have I your hand up there. Interesting was I wanted to see where it was from. And according to Wikipedia, it, it or wiki quotes, in fact, um, it is from dun, 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 1971 Christian Science Monitor. <laughs> wow. Oh, interesting. Nice. <laughs> anyway, 1971... They could be excused for being sexist. Oh, God. Well, no, we maybe not excused, further. but well, expected. Well, expected, anyway. <coughs> Pretty sure they had feminism in 1971. Well, they did, but it obviously hadn't... Uh, they hadn't reached out. Taken on yet. No, I guess so. <laughs> <coughs> when was he born? Well, he was, was saying, quite old in the 1970s, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, so he? He was 60, 61. That's mm. not so old. It's pretty but old. But I guess if you're an old man, you're a man. Yeah. <coughs> Anyway, anyway, today's word of the day is habromania, which is insanity featuring cheerful delusions. Oh. Which sounds awesome. Yeah, can we actually? Some of that? There's probably pills you can take for that. Yeah, probably. Mm. It's not necessarily insanity, though. Insanity would be a condition that it's ongoing. Maybe if you take too many of them? Mm, maybe. Mm. Anyway, cheerful delusions. Habromania. Very good. And that's it. Is that it? It says. And you've been listening to the Completely Unnecessary Skeptical Podcast. If you'd like to send us a message or have a conversation, check out our Facebook page, which you can get to from our website, <laughs> which is thecusp.org. Very good. Or can people go to iTunes and leave us feedback there? I have no idea, because who uses iTunes? Well, people do use iTunes. Yeah. To download podcasts. But then we don't. I don't use iTunes, no, so I can't no, see any of those comments, person. can I? You can still go to the No, iTunes I can't. Store. I cannot see anything on iTunes. Really? I've tried. I can't find our podcast. I can't see how well it's oh, doing. It definitely is on there. I'm sure it is, but I'm, it, I, have, I think you have to be logged to in or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's because... a bit hard to find, actually. But it is on there. You guys yeah. should sort that out, because yes. it's your job, frankly. Yeah, sort that out. Well, I bring yeah. the sign stories. You guys sort that out. Sorry, Susan. Right. Deal with it. Anyway. Um... Dot in the zip.